Have you ever had a crazy dream that just throws a bunch of random pieces of your life at you and they're all mixed up in the most nonsensical way? You wake up and you're just kind of like, what the fuck was that? Well, that's basically the best way to describe this podcast. I'm Juby, and I'm just trying to make sense of it all. Ooh, your girl was heated in that last episode. Aside from the obvious reasons, part of why I was so angry is because my kid goes to a school far, far away in a state where one of these domestic white nationalist terrorist shootings took place. And I had to send him back there less than two weeks after that tragic mass murder. As if sending your kid back to college isn't already hard enough. I, like a lot of parents, used to rejoice when back to school time came along. But not now, not anymore. When it comes to college, back to school hits different. When I moved him to school for freshman year, I think I was just as excited as he was. Nervous as hell for sure, but also looking forward to the new experiences he would have. And to be honest, I couldn't wait to live alone again for the first time in nearly 20 years. I wasn't going to have to share a bathroom anymore. Anyway, I had to manage my mother's emotions that summer. Those two are especially close, and the boy's grandma threw a full-on tantrum in the school courtyard when we said our goodbyes. She says she didn't, but I took pictures, and they're really funny. But in that moment, I had to hold it together for all of us. Oddly enough, this year it hit me harder when it was time for him to go back. Like, I cried. A lot. I even started crying before he'd left. And I was crying while I wrote this out. But we had a really great summer. I mean, there were about two weeks of us being snippety and getting used to each other again, but then there was a lot of laughter and long late-night talks. We were having fun and spending a ton of quality time with each other during the break. And I think we're finally headed into that mother-son relationship I always dreamed we would have. It took a lot to get there, and I don't know if I was ready to put it on hold till Christmas. So, I'm a mom. Not necessarily a great one, but definitely not a terrible one. I'm just a mom that went through the motions of doing mom things. I'm not always sure that I'm the kind of mom the boy needed or even wanted, but we've pretty much tried to make the best of it. I am absolutely 100% positive that he is and has been the perfect kid for me, so I'm the clear winner in this jackpot. As a younger child, he was a snuggly cuddler, which is something I'm not so much a fan of. I regret that now, though. I wish I had indulged his every request for a hug, but I didn't. And sometimes, even when I did, it was with one of those awful pat-on-the-back hugs. I think he was about five or six when he asked me once why I was so stingy with my love. That sucks. God, and it's hard to look back on that. And in his snarky early teens, I wish I had believed him more. In retrospect, I realize I too often took the side that wasn't his, which is fucked up. I mean, teenagers can be sneaky and terrible and assholes, but I can pinpoint several times that I just fucked up. I should have fought harder on his behalf, and I didn't, and we both know it. So I don't know if he trusts that I'll always have his back, and based on some of the emotional trauma I admit placing directly in his path, I don't even know how he could believe that I would. One thing I think I did right was surround him with family that compensated for what I wasn't able to provide. In addition to a spectacularly fierce grandmother that lives two blocks away, he's had an army of aunties, known as the Titi tribe, that let love and cuddles and accolades flow freely. And he's got uncles who've been nothing but supportive and encouraging of all of his endeavors. And we've got neighbors that let him hang out in their living rooms for hours when what he wanted was a normalcy he did not have at home. 
The silver lining is that he has a determination and resilience unlike anyone I've ever known. I hate that he probably developed it as a result of some neglect on my part. That's going to always eat at me. But I am so proud that instead of being crippled by it, he turned it around to make life work for him. Every wonderful opportunity he's had in the last few years are things that he has busted his ass for. He easily brushes off setbacks and somehow always finds a more rewarding path to whatever it is that he wants. I know it sounds goofy, but now more than ever, my kid is inspiring me to be and do better, to live and laugh louder, to put up with less bullshit. So thank you, Erica Badu and Joey McIntyre, for gifting him to me. And thank you, Lauren Hill, for making sure I accepted the gift. This week's episode was brought to you by a bunch of tear-soaked pillows. Next week, I think I'll talk about what dating is like in your 40s. I don't know about you, but I need some laughter in my life right now.